the House and Senate are both in recess until after Labor Day. The Senate will return on September 8th, but the House will not return for votes until September 14th. Last week on the House floor, the House came back into session on Saturday morning to consider USPS-related legislation, H.R. 8015, the Delivering for America Act, which started off life as a bill prohibiting the U.S. Postal Service from making changes to operations or levels of service from those that were in effect on January 1, 2020. Those changes include changes in the nature of services that will generally affect service on a nationwide basis, revisions of service standards, closures or consolidations of post offices or reduction of facility hours, prohibitions on payment of overtime pay to USPS officers or employers, changes that would prevent the USPS from meeting its service standards or that would reduce measurements of performance concerning those standards, changes that would have the effect of delaying mail, allowing non-delivery to a delivery route, or increasing the volume of undelivered mail, treating election mail as any class of mail other than first-class mail, regardless of whether such treatment requires payment of overtime pay to officers or employees of the Postal Service, removing, decommissioning, or any other stoppage of mail sorting machines other than for routine maintenance, and removing or eliminating any mail collection box that is available to the public. In addition, the bill appropriates $25 billion for the U.S. Postal Service for the remainder of FY2020, which ends on September 30 of this year, and says the money shall remain available until expended. First up was the rule to govern floor consideration of H.R. 8015. That passed on a straight party line vote of 230 to 171, with one Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, and 28 Republicans not casting votes. Then came the vote on the Republican motion to recommit, which failed, and then the vote on final passage. The bill passed by a vote of 257 to 150, with all but one Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard, voting in favor, and 26 Republicans crossing party lines to vote for it. And then they were done, and they went home. Investigating the investigators. On Wednesday, former FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith pleaded guilty to making a false statement while preparing a FISA warrant application. U.S. District Judge for the District of Columbia, James Bosberg, accepted the plea and set Kleinsmith's sentencing date for December 10. The offense carries a maximum term of imprisonment of five years and a fine of up to $250,000. But there's a problem with the plea, as I see it. Kleinsmith's attorney insists that while his client acknowledged illegally making the false statement, his client also maintains that, quote, it was never his intent to mislead the court or his colleagues as he believed the information he relayed was accurate, end quote. I'm not a lawyer, but it's my understanding that he cannot have it both ways. Either he acknowledges fully that he meant to deceive and did so, or he denies any intent to deceive and pleads not guilty. Pleading guilty, but I didn't mean it, is not an option. Yet that's apparently what Judge Bosberg is accepting here. This could be trouble later on. On Friday, former CIA Director John Brennan sat for an eight-hour interview at CIA headquarters with U.S. Attorney John Durham for Durham's investigation into the origins of the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation. Brennan's spokesman, Claims Brennan was told during the interview that he was neither a subject nor a target of the investigation. Instead, Brennan was told he was a witness to events that are under review. 
More on mail-in balloting and U.S. Postal Service relief. On Friday, new Postmaster General Louis DeJoy virtually testified for three hours in front of Chairman Ron Johnson's Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Johnson had asked DeJoy to come testify on Friday so he could have an easier time of it before a Saturday vote in the House on U.S. Postal Service administrative operations and funding and a Monday hearing before the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. DeJoy defended his proposed changes to USPS administrative procedures, saying they were needed to put the USPS on a sound fiscal footing. But he also acknowledged concerns legislators have raised in recent weeks and pledged to delay all changes until after the election. He denied having ever had a significant conversation about the U.S. Postal Service with President Trump and expressed outrage that anyone would suggest that his proposed changes were intended to suppress mail-in balloting for the November election. He called those charges false and unfair and said that that was an outrageous claim. He promised to prioritize election-related mail and said Americans should be confident that the Postal Service would deliver their ballots on time. As discussed earlier, on Saturday, the House came back into session to consider and pass U.S. Postal Service legislation, and on Monday... The House Oversight and Government Reform Committee will grill DeJoy. Finally, to coronavirus relief, last week I told you, and I quote, there is absolutely nothing to report on progress on the coronavirus relief negotiations because there were no coronavirus relief bill negotiations last week, and it does not seem there will be any in-person meetings anytime soon, end quote. One week later, those two sentences are still accurate. And that's our Washington Report for this week.